Welcome to the Piazza Lecture Series. My name is Rick Seiger. I lead university engagement here at Piazza, and we are incredibly grateful for all of you taking time from your busy schedules to join today. I know today's discussion will be a rich one over the next 30 minutes. Today's discussion will focus on engaging women in STEM fields with Piazza, and we're fortunate with us today to have some terrific leading experts on the topic. First, our featured speaker is Dr. Rania Al-Hamoud of the Civil and Environmental Engineering Department at the University of Waterloo. Dr. Al-Hamoud completed her master's and PhD at Waterloo, and her research interests include the rehabilitation and durability of concrete structures, advanced materials, and the design and rehabilitation of infrastructure, especially bridges. As you'll hear in just a moment, Dr. Al-Hamoud has also done work to better understand and promote active learning in engineering education especially around discussion platforms like Piazza. We are also joined by four distinguished professors who have graciously and generously agreed to contribute to today's discussion. Professor Bonford Taylor from Dartmouth, Professor Siberio from the University of Texas El Paso, Professor Schiff from the University of Pennsylvania, and Professor Salt from the University of Kentucky. We are so grateful to each one of you for taking the time to contribute to today's discussion. Before Dr. Alhamoud's comments, we'll also be joined today by Piazza's own Caitlin McGarry, who will make brief comments outlining some interesting observations we've gleaned from a hard look at Piazza data with a focus on women in STEM. With that, Caitlin, the floor is yours. Thanks so much, Rick. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Caitlin McGarry, and we thought we'd start off today's session with a bit of background on how Piazza got its start as well as with an analysis of class size and confidence levels among female STEM students. Our founder and CEO, Pooja Sinkar, created Piazza because she wished she had it as one of only three women in her undergraduate computer science program at the Indian Institute of Technology. She spent long nights in the computer lab watching her male counterparts collaborate, but felt too timid and self-conscious to ask them for help. She felt that she, she didn't feel that she had a learning community she belonged to and felt alone in her studies. Piazza, therefore, came about to help solve this problem. Piazza is now used today to engage students of all backgrounds, especially women, to build a true community of learners. In 2016, Piazza conducted a research study on almost two years of user data from the United States and Canada to see how gender correlated with usage patterns on Piazza. We reviewed more than one million college and undergraduate enrollments over that time period and collected data on more than 2.3 million questions and answers viewed by students 220 million times. On the positive side, we found that on average, women taking STEM classes ask 23% more questions than their male counterparts. So women are actively engaged on Piazza and feel empowered to ask questions. On the not so positive side, we found that women were underperforming their male counterparts in two er key areas. First, female students were less likely than their male counterparts to answer questions on Piazza. In fact, female STEM students answered 18% fewer questions than male students. Second, women took greater advantage of Piazza's anonymity feature, the ability for a student to anonymously post a question or answer to her peers. While this feature is popular with all students, we found that it was much more widely used by female students. Female STEM students answered questions anonymously 39% of the time, whereas their male peers answered them anonymously only 28% of the time. This gap persisted through both introductory and upper level classes at most universities. Conversely, no such gaps were found in social sciences or humanities courses. In a follow-up study, we looked at the impact of class size on these measures of confidence. 
we found that the differences between male and female students dramatically decreased as class size decreased. Conversely, as class sizes grew, so too did the confidence gap between men and women. This follow-up study also analyzed the use of the anonymity feature. In small STEM classes with fewer than 30 students, there were no differences in the use of the anonymity feature to answer questions. Men and women both use it 14% of the time. But in STEM classes with more than 100 students, women use the anonymity feature 45% of their time, while their male classmates only use it 34% of the time to answer questions. And in classes with more than 500 students, women use it 56% of the time. The good news in these findings is that technology can help engage more women in STEM courses. By using Piazza and enabling anonymous posting, all students can access an environment where they feel comfortable engaging. Research has also shown that anonymity increased classroom participation rates and improved learning performance. One study notes that by using a system that helps group members conceal their identities, students are less affected by interpersonal relationships and peer pressure and are therefore more willing to participate fully in discussions, learning more from the process as a result. In another study that looked specifically at Piazza, many students cited the platform as a risk-free space where they can get their questions answered and as a place where they can assess their learning. Students said that the anonymity feature provided a sense of safety where they could risk asking what, they might, what might be perceived as by some as stupid questions without anyone knowing who had asked. One survey participant explained that Piazza helped her to better understand concepts and questions. I'm able to post anonymously so that I'm not embarrassed to ask a question that I might have been embarrassed to ask in lecture. And with that, I'd like to hand it off to Dr. Alhamoud to demonstrate how she actively engages women in her engineering courses. Dr. Alhamoud, the floor is yours. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, okay. So, uh, so my name is Raniel Hamoud. I am, okay, here it is. I've been teaching since 2011. I'm currently at University of Waterloo. I am interested in encouraging women students and faculty in STEM, and I've been a Piazza user since 2016. And um, I came to use Piazza based on some research of online discussion pro uh, forums that I wanted to do. I was uh, really looking for uh, an online discussion platform because this is what students are familiar with on those days uh, they, that promotes peer-to-peer -peer learning. Uh, it allows to obtain quick answers without having to leave their uh, study area at the cost of accuracy. So uh, I was looking for something that uh, it allows me to monitor it. It allows for the students to vote on their questions, and I'm going to explain later where, where these were criteria were important. But I, there, there are other, lots of uh, voting-based discussions that I was seeing that were popular in major uh, social medias like Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. So I wanted something that would do that. I wanted also something that would allow for a Q&A resources like the Yahoo Answers and Stack Overflow. It allows also for the voting, which will allow me to see what uh, students understand allows to categorize topics and discussions for easy access and uh, allows for anonymity and uh, this is where i came to see piazza as the best platform to use in my classroom and that's a research i've done in 2016 trying to find something that fits my needs in the classroom alternatively before what our students used to use is facebook groups in my the university that i teach in students are in cohorts so they stay together in older courses from first year so they're set courses unless of course they're taking electives in upper years 
uh, it's a co-op program so they had go one term on school one term in co-op and th what they do is they create a facebook group for their cohort and also facebook kind of facebook discussions for each class that the thing the problem with this is that these facebook discussions they were uh, they were not monitored so sometimes they will get the wrong answers then they will use these on the uh, quizzes so there were so there were lots of issues with that Facebook groups and uh, with Piazza I was able to solve lots of these problems. So I'm going to discuss some of these benefits here in the next uh, sl slides that I found. One of the uh, things that Piazza solved for me was that uh, I used to have a lot of emails coming with the same question over and over again. My classes range from 96 to 165 students per class. They're big classes. Um, I used to make discussion forums with our uh, Brightspace platform that we have on campus, but it did not allow them to post anonymously, so it was not as successful, so it was very, very rarely used, uh, it was not helpful to me while still getting those emails because students were shy to post their questions, so my inbox was always when you have that much students and when you're teaching more than one class of that size, you're going to have lots of questions coming at the same time. So by actually using Piazza, the questions were not repeated. And actually, if they were repeated, because sometimes this happens, Piazza allows you to, uh, to post it as a duplicate. So either students or my teaching team or I would post it as a duplicate, and I don't have to answer it. They can see the answer of the other question. So that saves a lot of time. One of the other things we uh, that I was doing is I flipped part of my classroom in one of the second year course. And one of the complaints that students discussed in while flipping the classroom, I only flipped two weeks of the course, not the whole course. They were saying they wish they would have help, had help while they were learning their course at home. A flipped classroom is where the students study the material at home and then they come and do problem sessions in the classroom. So they were saying they wish they had help where they can ask questions right away. So the next year after I I'd flipped my classroom in 2015, next year I used Piazza and it solved that problem and they were able to have their uh, questions answered. Another benefit is I actually had students come to me say they felt with Piazza that that I am available for them 24 seven. And it's not true. I'm not available for them 24 seven, but it's good that they felt that way. So they felt as if uh, I am ready to help them because between their peers answering them, between teaching assistants that I have for the course answering them, and between me monitoring the platform, uh, it was really uh, for them. I had some in some courses, I had the response time five minutes, in other courses, 15 minutes, but that's still very good. If you consider, if you think of weekends and holidays, having your an question answered within 15 minutes is really a great time. Uh, for from a student's perspective. So they felt as if I am available for them 24-7. I was very happy when I heard that. Um, the other thing that I um, liked about Piazza is uh, the feedback loop. So what I, one of the things I wanted when I was doing my research is for me to monitor the questions and to see and the piazza allows you also to like those questions in other words upvote the questions which is also something that's widely used in media right now the likes like in facebook or other platforms and um, that allowed me to see what questions that are the mostly asked in the classroom and it allowed me to really if this is a question that we have 
I don't 20 out of the 100 are really having the same question. This means I really need to explain this better or give it a quick review before I continue with the topics in class. So that's how I was. Uh, it was really uh, adjusting the classroom discussion or changing what I'm doing in the uh, in the class based on the discussions that were happening on Piazza. Additional things that were helpful is the uh, options for the students to appear anonymously to their classmates. And this is something that was widely used in my class. I was, uh, students were allowed to post anonymously to their classmates, not to me. So I would see their name, name, but their classmates wouldn't see their names. We, Piazza does have the option to also put it, post it anonymous to the teacher. Uh, but for me, I wanted to see who, who's having what and what's the discussion. And if students were not finding it a problem to send me an email, it's not going to be a problem if I read what questions they have. So from that perspective, I kept it not anonymous to me. And it really gauged a lot of uh, engagement in there. Uh, there was also, um, it allows, it gives the students the benefit of students and me as well to, to see uh, what's answered, what's unanswered. So if I want to look, I normally give it, what, half an hour or an hour a week. But between me and the teaching team, we were able to really keep all their answers, um, make sure they're on track, make sure they're accurate, not, not incomplete. Uh, it allows me to, to go and check which ones I saw, which ones I didn't, especially with this blue bullet on the side. It allows also students to tag a question if they want to follow what discussions are happening, because with, with the Piazza, it allows you to have follow-up discussions, which is great. It doesn't mean it's just the question and the answer. It's that that's follow-up discussion as well. So that's uh, that's that was really very helpful and one of the things I researched for. In addition, I found out that uh, it helped them gain confidence. So um, and I have here the first statement: answering question increases confidence for both genders. I had I I was really excited and happy when students come to me and came to my office and said. We were really not sure if we were answered this question correctly, but we were so excited and happy when you endorsed our answer. So it made us, it made them have the confidence that they know that knowledge. And I feel this is very, especially important for female students um, when, because of the stereotypes, they're not normally having that from their counterparts or from their males that they're not having that confidence. So this is where, uh, especially when, because they see at the end, and this is uh, highlighted in the bottom, they can see if an instructor endorsed their answer. And the, this really made them continue to try to answer questions. And this is what I encouraged them. I said, you know what, continue to try to answer questions, even if you're not sure, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking at these between me and the teaching team. We'll make sure it's correct. So don't worry about it. Just make sure to, to help you gain confidence and uh, uh, and it did, and that's what happened. So they kept posting more and more questions. Um, also, as I said before, one of the features I was looking for is that students can like questions and answers. So when I see that there's some questions which had multiple people say that this is a good question, this means this is a trigger for me to discuss this more in class. And the students know this, so they would use this feature as well. Um, I, I want to also say that uh, changing the stereotype of women in STEM, and what I mean by here is sometimes when a, um, the, the, we don't want, we want to make it kind of gender neutral, kind of that their 
and not knowing who's answering if it's a male or a female so that this perception is not adding another layer to the answer of the students so by them posting anonymously they don't know if it was posted by a female colleague or a male colleague and that's that helped with um, not not allowing the stereotype to have a, a a play or a role in there increased visibility of women answering questions so i or normally i give bonus marks to the top student endorsed answer answerers so the students who are answering but answering correctly because i endorsed or and those answers and that's why i normally always track the top 10 in my classroom and i keep informing those students you're the top 10. I have noticed I've done some statistics here and uh, I've taught uh, one, two, three, I've taught uh, six courses in those uh, from, uh, from the spring 16 till fall 18. And in these six courses, um, they vary, but I had the number of women, the top 10 being female vary between uh, five and seven out of the 10. Now keep in mind, those courses, depending on which program I was teaching, if it's civil, environmental, or uh, geological, they the percentage of women varies from 20% out of the whole classroom to 50% if it's an enviro program. So having more than 50% of the respondents being female and they're only 20% of the class tells you that there is more, percent, more percentage of women actually participating of whatever is in the class. So it does uh, it does at least allow me for now. I'm not telling the whole class who has was the top student endorsed answer answerer, but it allows me for C uh, and uh, the women more answering in the questions in the classroom. I'm hoping, and this is where the last statement comes. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to use this to later on maybe announcing it, or I'm still looking into a way to build more trust among men and their female counterparts. And I'm thinking either announcing it or taking other opportunities that way. But I did I did see that it is really helping from that perspective. It does allow for a ladder of opportunity, and I'm gonna here start from the bottom. So from the bottom of the ladder, which is the novice learners. So we, um, I'm start, I started using this in 2016. So in our campus, we are slowly more and more getting um, accustomed to using Piazza, not only me, because other now students are actually asking other instructors to use it in their classroom. That's how much they felt it was helpful, which, which talks about how helpful it was. It does, uh, for people who are shy, it does, as a novice learner, it does help them reduce the barrier, especially that they can post anonymously. It also helps them if they have a language barrier. So here in, in Canada, where my university is, we have lots of international students and maybe in other universities too. Uh, so language, when you're asking question in class, coming up with the question right away might be a, a language barrier there. However, having to think about it and write it, it's fine. And sometimes it's fine even if you have mistakes, especially that nobody knows it's anonymous. So that gives them that confidence to go through. And then they become more and more as they use it throughout the term and they know there are key tricks. For example, I don't now stop responding to questions on my email, sending those students to Piazza and answering them there right away. So it becomes more and more widely used as the main platform for any discussion happening in the classroom. So become they, they then gain confidence. They become more like routine learners. They build confidence with this platform themselves. It builds confidence for the students themselves to post now because nobody is judging them. They notice that the, the, 
they are more engaged, no judgment, and they go on and forth. So I try, even if they posted a wrong answer, I try as much as possible not to say this is the wrong answer, but highlighting that you haven't thought of so on and so forth. And uh, so that they, they, they still encourage to still try to answer again. And as they climb up the ladder, they become expert learners. And then actually, I've seen that some students who used to post a lot all, at the beginning, a lot of the times anonymous towards the end of the term, they started posting their names. Now they're gained confidence, which tells me that they've gained confidence in their knowledge. And now they're uh, ready to move forward and they're posting, they're posting their name. They don't care because they do have the option to either post anonymously or not anonymously on the platform. So that that's that tells me how much they've gained confidence and they are okay to be visible to me and to uh, their peers as well. As I said, uh, the goal is to become uh, gender neutral. Uh, although um, women have equal technical knowledge, but instead nurturing factors are often emphasized. I mean, I can talk from my personal experience. Uh, I've noticed that uh, I do have the technical knowledge. I know for a fact that, however, most of the times in my evaluations, the nurturing skills are the ones that are highlighted. I know that for my uh, male colleagues, this is not the ones that are highlighted. They talk about their technical knowledge more. And uh, there is a um, research here that I'm going to quote done by McNell and uh, Driscoll and Hunt in 2015. It's about um, an online course where the, the same person was teaching two sections of the online course. But for some students, they told for the one section, they told the students that he is a male. For the other section, they told the students that he is a female. And then the comments were totally different. They were totally uh, biased. So for the female got much lower. When they perceived the inst online instructor as a female, they got lower evaluations than when they perceived them as male. So by having really uh, the online communication and it's anonymous de-emphasizes the uh, it, it takes away that makes helps become more that gender neutrality in the classroom so that's what I'm that's what I this is helping me do more and more in class especially that we don't have as much percentage women especially like civil engineering programs in addition to this there is accessibility benefits so what I mean by this it's really saving time for both male and female students but it is uh, especially important for females i'm going to talk about my my experience really here i used to have to uh, especially before exams used to have to make office hours for my students to even in the in the evening because like i know that i need to be available for them for them to evaluate me well in the course and before I had to be available for them even in the evenings to answer questions, especially the nights before the exams, which would take me away from my family. With Piazza, I was actually able to leave on time here, still able to make sure to monitor it while I'm next to my family. Same thing for them. That's one of the comments they told me once they commented on the use of Piazza is that they were able to feel they can ask questions and have their questions answered from the comfort of their home and even when they're studying. So they don't have uh, to, to, to really move around. So it did eliminate office hours for me. It did uh, evening office hours for me. It did allow them to stay at their own home and yet have, have their questions answers instead of having to come in the evening and ask their questions here. 
Another um, benefit was the uh, mobile app. Uh, students really love mo any app, mobile apps. They were very engaged. Um, the a mobile app actually, because I give bonus marks to the top 10 students, those students were really competing to answer each other's questions. And uh, with the mobile app, it was allowing them because they see the notification right away on their mobile, they go ahead and try to answer the question, especially if they know it. And if they don't know it, they go ahead and search it which makes it even better for me because it's 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 a win-win situation in all uh, directions. Great, Rania, thank you so much um, for a terrific presentation. I'd love to get um, other contributors into the conversation here. Um, it looks like uh, Dr. Siberio, um, you're up first. I'm gonna unmute you. Uh, go ahead, doctor. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you very much for a great presentation. I, I learned a lot. I've used Piazza for a long time, but really the way you presented it was extremely clear and very informing. Uh, I have a quick question. So how long usually, how much time do you spend on Piazza per week? And uh, how much time do does your instructional team, if you have, you know, TAs or other assistants working with you, spend on it um, per week? Uh, I'm trying to, to get a sense of that. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, thanks. I um, So for example, for my course, when I have 165 students, I get um, five graduate students to help, five TAs for that course in my department. I normally make a schedule uh, for the TAs. I ask each TA to spend only 30 minutes a week, so half an hour a week, that's it. We decide on the days of the week they're going to eat at the beginning of the term when I meet with them I say who wants Monday who wants Tuesday who wants and they do normally spend it at the evening and if I wake up in the morning and I see that they haven't endorsed all the questions or looked into them then I can know whom to talk to why didn't you do it so they only each TA only spends half an hour a week and I only spend half an hour a week on the weekend on it Oh, that's very good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So that's um, that's about uh, how much I ask my TAs to spend uh, as well on on Piazza. So that that's about right. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Bonford Taylor. I'm going to unmute you here. Uh, go ahead, Professor. Yeah, I also want to thank you for a wonderful presentation and and just add that my experience is entirely similar. I also use Piazza in a in a large class, not quite as large as yours, you have about 100 students and a good number of TAs and the average response time as well as five minutes. Um, the one thing I always have to do at the beginning of the term, I have to, have to get students going and actually using Piazza. And I hear this from many other instructors that some of the students just won't use it. And what I have found really helpful is when I get one of those first emails with a question from a student, I write back to that student could you do me a huge favor here and post this question on Piazza and I'll respond to you right away, I promise. And somehow that, if I do that a few times in the first week of classes, that gets it all going. And then students realize how useful the platform is and we're, we're off to a great start. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to add to this because this is exactly what I have. I have students send their questions to my email and I say, this is a great question. Please ask it on Piazza and I'll answer it right away. And I found out that the students will then ask the TAs. And then I make sure in my first meeting with the TAs to tell the TAs also, you don't answer any questions via email. 
please ask the students to post all their questions in Piazza because at the beginning, that's what they used to happen is they used to go around before posting. But yes, that is the right track. Actually, can I ask you another question? So I actually give participation credit for participating in Piazza and participation can mean posting a question or posting an, a response or whatever it might mean. But I've also found that useful. Is that something you do as well? I did that the first two, two times I've used Piazza. I did use participation marks. Uh, I found out that students didn't like it because or based on the feedback I got. So I did surveys on the use of Piazza and they said they were like sometimes asking really meaningless questions just to get the participation marks. And uh, that and the participation, as you said, could be answering a question, could be uh, putting a follow up, follow up question or follow up answer or whatever. But um, I took that away and I kept only the top student endorsed answer answers. They get bonus marks. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um... Dr. Solt or Dr. Sheth, any uh, additional comments you'd like to make? Um, just go ahead and click that hand icon and I will unmute you. All right, Dr. Sheth, you got it first and Dr. Solt will come to you in just a second. Go ahead, sir. Oh uh, yeah, so thanks for the great presentation. I just wanted to add like two more things. So I really like the fact that you said about like raising like confidence because someone told me at like a talk a little while ago that we focus too much on competence in a lot of our classes, right? Like how does a for loop work or how does like a binary tree work? But confidence is arguably even more important. So sort of encouraging people to be more comfortable with responding is a very good thing. So like endorsing answers and stuff is a great, Thing to do and I think that helps a lot. One other thing that I wanted to mention as far as Caitlin's initial thing about the data goes, so we looked at some of that as well and the other side of it which was really fascinating to me was we asked people if they would use Piazza if Piazza did not allow for anonymous questions and interestingly in our survey which was sent to like all the undergrads 50% of the male students said they wouldn't use Piazza if anonymous were not allowed but almost 90% of women said they would not use Piazza if it were not allowed. Wow that's good statistics. Wow that's so interesting thank you so much Dr. Shed. Um, let's go to Dr. Salt. Uh, go ahead Dr. So I'm not fortunate enough to have TAs, and so I admit my initial use of Piazza was completely selfish to empty my inbox. Um, and similar to what somebody else said, I'll do the reply, hey, post this on Piazza, I'll answer it there. And that usually gets them there, but still having trouble getting buy-in. So one thing a colleague um, and I came up with was, or uh, she came up with, and I started using this semester, was the first day of class, I used to have students um, text through an app to ask questions in class. I have about 250 in the room, so they were really ambivalent about raising their hands to ask a question, but they would text them to me. Um, and so instead of doing that this semester, I actually had them enter the, go in and set up their Piazza account the first day of class, because most of them had their computers, and they were able to post questions there. I could then answer them and combine the duplicates, but it really got them into Piazza. Um, and while I was trying to answer some questions as I was going through, there was already other students answering other people's questions live during class so that I could go, oh, great, they've already answered that. We can go on and able to get that information. But when the first semester I used Piazza, it was several years ago, and I surveyed students in the end of the semester, and the best comment I got back, um, and when I'm talking about why I use Piazza to people, is because I had a, some students that said, I got answers to questions I didn't even know I had. 
And to me, that says, okay, they're getting the information they need and really using that. So that's really kind of the big best sales pitch I can make for our sales because but the biggest pitch I can make for Piazza is because of that. So students don't even know what to ask sometimes, but they can go read and browse and go, oh, that's what I want to say. That's what I want to ask. And so sometimes they get the answer they need. Sometimes they follow up in office hours, but they know where to go with their questions, which is really uh, an important skill because I teach so many first year students. They don't know how to ask questions sometimes. Yes, that is really great. It's exactly, I have the same experience. It's when we have, I have lots of students who say, we don't like to put questions, but we are happy to just be listeners. And by listeners, meaning just reading the questions and listening to the answers and really knowing where the misconceptions are in the class. Because as you said, sometimes they think, oh, I didn't know I had that question, but I do have that question. So you're totally, you hit it in the nail right there. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. Um, Rania, thank you to all of our contributors. Um, we'll give it just one more second if someone wants to uh, raise their hand for a final question, but if not, um, we are most grateful for your time, uh, for your support for Piazza. Um, thank you all so much again for your participation and insights, and that concludes today's session. Thank you so very much. <laughs>